everyone. On this episode of the Virtual GM Podcast, Cody and I talk about must-attend events in the industry, Vibrant Management's five-year anniversary, and the adventure and path that that has been on, and then four problems that every hotel faces. Stay tuned to the end to see that one. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Virtual GM. I'm your host, Spencer Halford, with co-host Cody Aiden. I guess we're both hosts. We're yeah. Just, yeah. It's your, host, Spencer. Right. it's your host, Spencer and Cody. Uh, and today, we've got a really great episode for you today. Uh, stick around till the end. We're talking about four things that most hotels do wrong in their operations. This might not apply to you, but I would imagine that several of them do. Um, just like always, uh, if you've been following the podcast uh, starting last week, so this is our second in a row. Second time doing the segue. Second time doing the segue. We start with the segue, which is from our EOS business coach, Craig, and the EOS program. Uh, a segue is just what we learned uh, and what was a highlight for us professionally as well as personally within the last week. Um, so it's just a way that we kick off our level 10 meetings and then like our marketing meetings, or our operations meetings. Um, so I can go ahead and get started. And this is something that we'll probably talk about in the podcast as well. But um, we recently took on a, a client that actually had left us in the past. And we have a saying, they always come back. They do always come back. They quite literally always so come back. So far, batting 100 on return clients. Correct. We we are batting 100 on return clients. They, if they leave, they come back. Yeah. Within a year, usually they're back. Correct. And we really don't uh, have contracts that are terminated that often. No. We've only had a few. Rarely. So this is one of the rare ones that, that left. They came back. Um, we'll talk about them a little bit more, but it was really exciting to get them back on the horse. Um, and then personally, I talked about this a little bit on the last podcast. It just happened. Um, my girlfriend and I went to Zion and did our e-biking. Oh, sweet. That's Lo- great. Yeah, loved it. Did you bring up any other people or was it just the two of you? Yeah, we brought uh, her friends, Dave and Christy. Cool. And it was super fun. We had the best time ever. That's awesome. And she can comfortably fit on the back of one of those. She e-bikes. did. <laughs> well, she, so she took hers, her own and my own all the way up the canyon and then yeah. we made it to the Temple of Sinawava. Uh-huh. But it was one of those ones that has like a seat on the back, but yeah. it, it wasn't like the big hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and so she was just like, what, what would it be like to be on the back? And it had pegs on the side. I didn't know that. So she jumped on and we were riding around and we were like, oh yeah, this is infinitely better. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, Cause then you're connected to each other. You can yeah, I'm getting and... like a back rub on the yeah. ride and my head's getting scratched. I'm like, oh yeah, we're doing this next time. For That's sure. great. So that was amazing. And the weather was perfect. And there was so much snow runoff that there were waterfalls, um, I can't remember that trail. It's just right before Weeping Rock. It might be Weeping Rock that we saw three different waterfalls. Oh, that's sweet. And I've never seen a waterfall in the canyon. That's awesome. It was amazing. And one of them was just like gushing. I bet. Yeah. Gushing water off like that. Yeah. So you could go today and it would be the same way. That's awesome. It was a great, great week. And where, where, where would you recommend people rent e-bikes from anyways? The only place in the canyon actually is Crater Zion e-bikes. You can find it at Canyonland Village and soon next yeah. to Deep Creek Coffee. Yeah, we're really excited. Our second location. Absolutely. Check out Crater Zion e-bikes too because you'll actually be able to see our content coming up within the next week. You can find it on Instagram at Greater Zion e-bikes. There might be an underscore in there somewhere. But if you just search Greater Zion e-bikes, there's no way you don't find it. Yeah. In fact, I think if you search it, that video with almost 7 million views, I is one of the first, that, yeah, that's sure probably it what it happens when you just search e-bikes too yeah i bet well of course seven who else in that area has seven million views on a video for e-bikes nobody no it would be hard yeah yeah unless they're paying for it and they have to pay a lot so they no would have to pay that. a lot yeah no one's doing that i actually think about that like remember our the ads we ran i'm not gonna say the name but for that property in bc yeah oh we yeah we spent yeah. a lot of money and that was only hundreds of thousands yeah right right yeah that's a good point 
I mean, we we spent thousands of dollars, every ten thousand dollars a month, and we never hit not seven million, not seven million, uh-uh. never. And that was Google Ad impressions, yeah, which wow. is easy. That's actually amazing to think about, yeah. Isn't that put some perspective on? We got that, that for free, right? Love pretty that, good. Damn. yeah, pretty okay, good. Cool. Okay, so my segue. Um, so professionally, uh, last week I got asked to be on the Utah Tech advisory board for their athletic department and so that's super exciting for me i love sports i love athletics i love the university and that's something that i want to get more involved in i talked a little bit last week how i gotta i gotta speak at one of their business classes and i gotta do another speaking event this week too i gotta do uh, one of their lecture series which was awesome i want to go to one of these oh it's so fun and in fact one of the uh, students in that lecture class was on the football team and he was in the locker room when we did our tour of it so that was cool to connect that is cool uh, but I'm really excited for that. Utah Tech uh, joined Division One three years ago, so they've got one more year where they're in like that probationary period. And so the AG's goal is to have Utah Tech surpass Utah State within the state of Utah. And so I'm excited to be able to be a part of that. And the board's got an amazing group of people on it. And that was our first meeting on Wednesday, and I'm, I'm super jazzed. I'm yeah, really looking great. forward to it. Uh, and then personally, uh, my son Cash is playing soccer right now, and we had their they had their first game, but then they had a two-week break because of the holidays and stuff. Um, so they got back at it last Saturday and we had an amazing game. Uh, they don't keep score in youth soccer, but we do. Cause I think it's important for kids to know the difference between oh, yeah, winning and losing. Sure. And, uh, we beat the team 16 to one. And so it was a <laughs> dominant performance, uh, and every kid in our team scored, but one, and we were really, really close to getting him that goal. And so mm-hmm. the kids just had the time of their life. It was, it was a great game. Yeah. They thrashed him. It sounds like, yeah, we spent, we spent 90% of the game on their half of the field. And I was like pulling them back too, because it was like, okay, this is a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I was like giving them a nice, a nice birth of space to get going, but they just, that other team just couldn't, just couldn't get past us. It's like that sometimes. It's amazing to see, you know, cause they're so young and so, and so they're able to grow so quickly. It's like mm-hmm. we had practice last night um, because we've got our five-year anniversary party for Vibrant today. That's, right. We probably t- touch on that a little bit. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, but so we had a practice last night and the f- this is their third practice. From the first one to this one, it was unbelievable. Like the first scrimmage we had, it was just like a bunch of chickens running around with their heads cut <laughs> off with no direction or ambition. And then yesterday it was like a competitive scrimmage. And so yeah. it, it was really cool to see the growth. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah, it was fun. So let's talk about the five years really quick. Um, so this yeah. is actually a huge milestone for us. Uh, our f- official five year was actually on Wednesday because it was April 18th. Um, oh, we should have popped a bottle of champagne. I know. I thought what about that. I know. I thought about that this morning getting ready for the podcast. I was like, oh, man, we'd like totally let that day. Just- oh, wow. We I'm bringing champagne then. Yeah, we didn't talk about there's it. There's no way there's champagne there right now, right? No, I think I think Breck's got champagne. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but we didn't talk about it in the group thread. Not one. We didn't like go to lunch, like because this week was so busy that oh, there yeah. wasn't even like the luxury mm-hmm. of even doing that, right? And so right. I thought about this morning, like, wow, we totally missed the boat on that. Um, but it's really been, you know, quite the journey. So we started in 2018, obviously. And I was, so I talked about it in that lecture series with the students because it happened to be the fifth year anniversary was the day that I was in the class. So it was oh, actually wow. Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday great. was five years. Yeah. And um, it's crazy to think, like looking back at it, one, how different the team is. And then like you and I were looking at our quarterly goals just yep. even for last year. Yeah. You know, if we, we didn't have <laughs> yeah. quarterly goals five years ago. But if we did, <laughs> our gross profit goal would have probably been the equivalent of one invoice now, yeah, you right. know. And there was lots of times in that process where we didn't know if we were going to make it, you know. Like oh, I yeah. never knew starting, like is Vibrant really going to be uh, – 
a business that can support me and my family. Like, can this really make it? You know, because in a new business, sure. you never know. Most of them fail. And we were so close to failing multiple times. I mean, there's a multitude of stories where you should uh, tell that one with uh, the $11. Yeah, $11.37. Yeah, I'll tell the $11.37 story. So this was in COVID. So we're two years in. Uh, this was um, sometime in the beginning of 2020 after all of our clients had let us go, mm-hmm. understandably so because of COVID. And what we did is we kept working for all of our clients because we knew like they couldn't afford to not have us and we couldn't afford to not get them back. Right. And so we still did all of all of Vibrant's efforts for them. I actually ended up taking a role with the Utah Tourism Industry Association as their executive director because we didn't really know if Vibrant was going to make it through COVID because when it started, you had no idea how long it was going to last. Yeah. And you it know? was always like two weeks, three weeks. And it just kept going and going. Perpetuating and, bullshit. Yeah. And so you just, yeah. you had no idea. And so I took that role, but still did my job with Vibrant. And we got down to where we had $11 and 37 cents in our checking account. I'll never forget it. And we knew we needed to pivot because there was no hospitality business. Right. There wasn't a lead you could take in hospitality at that time that was going to convert to a sale. And so we had been doing branding and websites and brand development for a long time or I guess two years. Long enough. Yeah. yeah, long enough. And we had a client, um, the the property up in Canada, who had taken them through our whole branding process. And we had great success with them. And they really loved the process. And he had let us know he was creating a Hawaiian skincare line called Mahilani. And so they wanted to get an agency to help take them through that process. And so we asked if we could have the opportunity mm-hmm. to pitch them because we believe that our principles and the foundation that we've built on brand works regardless of your industry. It's not hospitality driven, right? right. It's brand driven. Mm-hmm. And so we gave them a pitch and they ultimately accepted it. And the day that they paid our, our first invoice, we had $11 and 37 cents in the checking account. And, and we didn't need a ton of money at the time because pretty much everyone was off of payroll at that right. time for sure. the most part. Um, I think we just had two people that were still getting their paychecks. And so we didn't need a lot to keep us alive. Um, but that did ultimately get us through COVID because that was a five month commitment to yeah. go through that branding process. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty significant one too, because it was a big brand. So I think it was around like the 70 to a hundred thousand dollar range somewhere in there. I can't remember nice. exactly, yep. um, but a really big, really big contract for us. And that ultimately kept us through. And then by the time that was over, COVID had come back entirely, or I'm sorry, tourism had come back entirely because in Utah, we got really lucky because we opened up earlier than a lot of other places. International borders stay closed. Metropolitan cities were still a disaster, but people wanted to come get outside in the outdoors. And we were so fortunate to have this program called virtual GM, which allowed us to just like operate so efficiently and in the exact manner that the audience wanted. So that that's one of my favorite stories to tell. It's a great story. Do you remember that time in Zion where they had closed the park except to County residents? Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. That was weird. That's the problem when your business is predicated on something you don't control. And that's what I always tell our clients, like your property needs to be the hero. Yeah. Your property needs to be the driving force why they're visiting. And it just so happens that this incredible thing is right next to you. Correct. But don't build your business off this thing you can't control because the park at any time, as we've seen, could close their doors. And so if your entire business model is built on the ability of someone else to drive traffic for you, yep. then you're, you're hold hostage to, to what they decide and do. And so you really want to separate yourself from that and have your property be the destination. Uh, Mallory, that was another hitter. Yeah. She's going to call that out. Also, while I was driving here, I was thinking, do you know what we didn't do last episode? No. 
We didn't give a shout out to Sean Cannell. Oh, what a miss. I did tag him on today's Instagram post. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Sean. We're going to the video today. Yes, we are. We'll and actually, uh, Mallory just pressed record. So Correct. Thank her for that. Yeah, thank you, Mallory. Thank you, Blueform Media. Shout out to Blueform. Yeah, check them out. They're actually absolutely amazing. This is the best studio ever. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, so I wanted to talk about uh, that property coming back to us because oh, sure. we just hinted at the property in, in Canada um, and then that story, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I really find it fascinating because in my short history here, which I've worked with Vibrant, I wonder if we could put a date on when we first started. Well, we could together. if we wanted to, because you could just look back at the first invoice and then we would know yeah, when it Because started. the first website that I Actually, helped... I know what it is. It was the Dwellings was the first website. I thought it was uh, Cliff Rose. Oh, it might have been. But that at that time, it was just like we hired you. It wasn't like, let's work together. Right. The Dwellings was the first one that, like, it was a cooperative. So when would that have been? Like, um, end of 2019? Start of 2020? That was in... That was November of 2020. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. November of 2020. And then when would have Cliff Rose been? Earlier than that, because that would have been like 2019. Because Cliff Rose became official okay. Hilton in December of 2019. Right. And so the site had to be done before that. So okay. 2019 would have been the first one. So that would have been my introduction to working with you guys. And then obviously I've been here for a year. But it is a, a rarity. I've never helped with a website or uh, a client that we've lost. And then they haven't come back. And the number that we've lost is under three. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's small, right? Yeah. It's like maybe, f maybe four now. Yeah. Out of what, what, what are we like for this month? Something? We had 37 clients. Yeah. So we're, I mean, it, the growth is great and the work speaks for itself. One thing that's unique about us too, is that we actually don't put our clients into long-term contracts either, which is a huge safeguard for them. Right. So they can come and go as they please, but the work has to prove itself every 30 days. Yeah. And so they have a huge safety net. But it is really fascinating that these clients keep coming back. So I'll shout them out. It's Gooseberry Lodge is in Apple Valley. It's a really great property and it has amazing views in Apple Valley and right up into the Zion Canyon. It's right next to some world-class uh, biking trails. Yeah, it's right next to Gooseberry Mesa, right next to that trail. Right next to the Gem Trailhead as well too, which is great. And then um, there's another trail that's up on Sheep Bridge Road. I think that is the Gooseberry. Is that what it is? Or it's, the, it's one of those. It's Gooseberry or Gem Trail. I'm not sure. I know because the Gem Trail one. runs through that property. Does it? Mm -hmm. I thought property. it did too. And then I was like up there last week, maybe the week before. And then we went to the trailhead and I didn't, I didn't say Gem. I know for sure the Gem Trail runs through our property. Okay. Well, either way, it's an amazing property. You should check it out. We built that <laughs> website probably a year ago. Yeah. I forgot that we built that. And also it's very evident that we're not mountain bikers. <laughs> no, <laughs> which if, I would love to do. We got to get out there and do that. If one thing is clear, we we can take some e-bikes. Yeah, Paul has some e-bikes. We could take those. Yeah, he's got the good, good ones. Yeah, he would. That would be good. Have you seen that road up to his land? 
the one where the zip line is? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like this. Yeah. When's that zip line open to the public? Um, what well, it's end of April. I think it's supposed to open next month. That's exciting. It is exciting, uh, but I look up there every time and I only ever see the one station. I hope it's like tucked back there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I want to try it. I love to zip I line. love zip lining. Yeah, it's, it's so the fun. best. Have you been to Catalina Island? Yes. Have you done that zipline? Oh, it's the longest zipline in America. Uh, but it's it's stationed, so they're like putting yeah. all of it together. Yeah. It takes forever to do that thing. Yeah, the best one I've probably done is in Cancun. It's called Ooh. Explore. And it is Oh, like, that's part of like the Ishkaret, yeah, uh, Shellha type thing. It's things. like uh, XPLOR. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. It's like cool. 27 miles of zipline or something. Like, Whoa. All, all in told, right? It's, it's, and one of them is a mile long. It's amazing. So you're like sitting on that thing for yeah, like just a solid minute. Yeah, it's great. It's so fun. I've done some sketchy ones too. Like, we did one in St. Lucia where they gave us like gardening gloves. And they're like, yeah, when you go too fast, you just pull on the thing. <laughs> and it was like, the platforms were as big as this table. And like, and there was, yeah. just, it was on a tree, you know, with like yep. an old wrestling mat around it. Uh-huh. And so like, they would just like try and catch you to stop you from like, there was no <laughs> oh actual, my gosh. like you would do the ones in explore and there's this huge brake system and like, yeah, right. You, you are ultimately in no danger whatsoever. In St. Lucia, that was certainly not the case. It was like a little bit dangerous every time. My dad lived in St. Lucia and I've heard some stories about that. Did he do, is that where he did his mission? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That'd be a great place to do it. Yeah. They all thought he was the FBI. Really? Yeah. Cause he's wearing a rocking around with a shirt and tie. Yeah. And it was the eighties. So it was like yeah. aviators and yeah. like black skinny ties and that's awesome. white shirt and black pants. They just thought he was the FBI. Well, we'll so. keep, uh, we'll keep the audience updated when Paul gets that thing up and running. Cause it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's called Zion rivers adventure, Zion rivers. Edge Some, adventure, sounds about right. Something like that. We'll get that. Zion started. rivers edge. Maybe that might be a, it's a really great thing. That's in the Zion Canyon. You can go Jeep, Jeep exploring. They take you on like Jeep adventures, um, horseback riding. Um, you can tube the Virgin river, which right now actually would be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It'd be and a little scary. Got, uh, slingshots. They've got slingshots. Um, they have like mountain bike e-bikes which would be like just full suspension bikes that are e-bikes which are really cool and he owns this enormous bluff you drive up at the top of we're kind of talking about that and then the original uh mormon pioneer trail is up there so you can like bike along that that's cool which would be amazing right um you know what's so funny we're just talking about gooseberry is that actually coincides with our topic today which would be the four mistakes that yeah that's true that properties make right and it's actually funny because the property owner was was very willing to admit that yeah when we met with him and he's a great guy and very smart um, yeah and been super successful very successful especially given like what the property is it like it's a great property but it's on the state road yeah right i mean he's done a really good job yeah that's amazing yeah and building that up it really is amazing so I'm really happy to have them back. I think yeah, I'm excited too. It yeah. fits in our brand really well. It's right mm-hmm. within like the heart of all of our other properties. It's a great fit. Yeah, and what's totally funny is. too, we talked about how we had 37 clients that we invoiced this month and we had a goal at the beginning of the year to get to 25 clients. <laughs> Remember that was on our, like our annual goal. Did it. And what's funny is this is the first time. So I used to always just do the invoices off of my mind. Right. Right. Like I would just go through my mental checklist and, and get them. And last month was the first time that I missed somebody. And I was like, shoot, like it's getting a little cumbersome. Like I'm going <laughs> to have to stop relying on my mind here and make a spreadsheet that has everything on it. And so I would love making spreadsheets. Yeah. So which is like, it's fun. You know, <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it, make, building it and seeing how all, all the equations work together. And so I finally did that this month to invoice for April. And then that's when we realized 
Like we're all operating, not even consciously being aware of the fact that we had 37 clients, you know, like had, had you no asked idea. us, in fact, if you listened to a podcast a few weeks ago, we probably said like 21 or something like yeah, that. Right. I feel like that was the number we we're using because it's yeah, just well, grown so quickly. We used to count the door. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the door is so out of date. Oh yeah. Which is crazy. So we've got all of our clients on our doors or, or not all of them, some of them. And we like, one of the things was missing a little piece of vinyl. So we're like, we got to redo that. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking at it and we're like, oh shoot. This person's not on there. Let's add them. And then before we realized, it was like, oh, we're missing like eight properties. Whoops. Because we've just grown so quickly. So it's been pretty exciting. Yeah, it has been really exciting. Yeah. Um, the one thing that's really exciting that we have coming up is the HD Expo. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pumped for that. It's nice to finally get to a place that we can participate in those, you yeah, know, because right. when you are so young, you really don't have the means mm-hmm. to dedicate the time or the money to events like that. Right. Yeah. Because not only is it expensive to go to the events and it's, and I mean, it's, it's not expensive in the sense of it's not worth it. Yeah. It's just, if you don't have it in your budget, you can't do it. Yep. And then the time commitment too. Right. Because when we had such a small team, there was no one to replace the activities that we would be doing totally if we left. And right. so now we're at a place that we can do that. So the HD expo is may, I think we go May 3rd, but yeah, I think it actually right. starts on the second. Yeah. It's the second through the fourth. fourth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, at Mandalay Bay. Yeah, what's exciting for us is most of these hospitality expos are in Vegas because Vegas is like the hospitality mecca mecca of the world, right? Um, And so for us, it's a two-hour drive. So it makes it infinitely more achievable for us to be able to go to that event. What's exciting is we have finally got ourselves a piece of dirt, and we as Vibrant and and a partner of ours are developing an incredible property. Um, It's still in the works. We won't share all of it yet, but it's going to be just amazing. And so now we get to go not just to represent our clients, but to represent ourselves, ourselves, which is really exciting. Um, And this is a great expo to go and find. You know, you've heard us on this podcast talk about all these technology pieces or new and interesting things, Mm -hmm. and it's at expos like this that you find that stuff and you build those relationships. Agreed. I actually think... Of all conferences that if you said you couldn't afford to go to, this one is actually more on the affordable side. Yeah, because it was only was it two ninety nine a person or Yeah, I think it was it was I my number was three hundred. No, it was right. the same thing. It right? was less than that because all all in, because you, myself, and Breck are going is only three hundred and seventy bucks for all three of us total. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So three hundred and seventy bucks for three people. And then think about like Vegas's framework, right? Like where in the United States doesn't have a direct flight to Vegas? Oh, everyone. Everyone. And it's always cheap, right? Yeah. Yep. Like you can fly to Vegas. You can fly in spirit for $12 and a Snickers. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. You will have to pay extra for your seatbelt, but it's still really affordable. They're going to duct tape the wing together (laughs) before you take off. Uh, Kayla and I flew out out of Vegas to Fort Lauderdale and and it was direct on spirit. And I think those tickets were like 112 or something like that. True story. When I lived in Houston and the transition from moving back home, uh-huh. uh, I had a four day break in games. So I had like a, a Thursday this to when a you Sunday. Had your marketing company. Uh-huh. This is yeah. when I had my marketing company. And I like my, my summer was all planned out to go back and forth to St. George and Houston. But mm-hmm. I was like, I had this four day window. It's so like, well, I'm just going to look at Spirit because they've always got a couple of hitters, you yeah, know? Totally. So I'm looking at Spirit and I did pay for their $9 fare club. Uh, What's that? It's like you can pay. Um, or maybe it was a hundred dollar fair club, but you pay like a hundred dollars once and then you get their special rates for a year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's totally worth All it. Right. And, and spirit really is awesome if you know how to execute it. Sure. Right. Yeah. So I, you I, can't bring like a check bag. 
as a conservative person that I am financially, I was able to, to determine how to best execute spirit. And so, right. so I look up at the airline and I was able to fly round trip from Houston to Vegas for $42. Oh, that's a giant. That's $21 each way. <laughs> it cost me more money to drive to the airport and park than it did to fly to Vegas and back. Oh my! And gosh. so what I realized is you have to pay extra to choose your seat, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But who flies spirit? Cheap people. Correct. So how many people on spirit are paying to choose their seat? Zero. Not very many. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't matter. And so what I would do is I would fly on spirit. You get one personal item, like a purse or whatever, you know, Sure. and then you also do get a carry on as long as it fits in their very small parameters yeah, right. of what is and isn't a carry on. So for me, I had a backpack, yep. personal item. I had a duffel bag, carry on. So I didn't need to check a bag. I was able to bring two bags on and I'd always just put my backpack on my shoulders and the duffel bag like over it, like almost behind the backpack. Yep, so as thing. I'm looking at the, like the tech person, yep. like they'd have to really be paying they attention. One bag. Yeah. Right. Yep, to like, be like, whoa, 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 sir. Excuse me. <laughs> and so the other thing that I realized is that because the audience is cosh conscious, most of them are not buying tickets as we established. So I would always go to the, um, what you call it, the counter, like the ticket counter yeah, when I got uh-huh. there and I would ask for an exit row. Oh yeah. Because and, it's, there's more leg room there. And they would always give it to me Nice, because it was like, oh yeah, you can have that. So I'd get a free exit row, which had I like paid for the exit row, it would have like quadrupled the price of my flight. So I'm getting two bags on the airline and yeah. I'm getting all the leg room in the world. And it's like, it couldn't have been <laughs> yeah, any better, you know? So if you know all. how to use spirit, it's great. And that's really a lesson for anything in life. Like there's ways to be successful. You just got to do a little due diligence to figure it out. Totally true. Yeah, I completely agree. And then you like, it's so funny because you could probably take that same flight Delta and it's going to be $300 or whatever. Yeah, $600. And I yeah, was, right. it was, I, I remember thinking like, I can't not do this. It's too affordable. You know, and then I was able to surprise Megan and the, and Olivia because cash was still in her tummy at the time. And um, they had no idea I was coming because... Yep. It was just such a short little window, but it made it affordable. So I used to do that when I lived in Idaho. I would fly Allegiant. Oh, yeah. Allegiant the same I'd, way. Yeah. Allegiant, you can just count on always being late, though. So I'd fly from Allegiant uh, or excuse me, from, from Idaho Falls direct to Vegas. Okay. I just knew it would always be late, but it would be fun. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'd come, I'd fly home uh, for like Father's Day or Mother's Day or just little things like surprise my folks or family. Right. Um, but uh, Allegiant is the same. Like, yeah, you get on the plane, there's seats actually missing. <laughs> right. Like that. It's just like, a well, that, gap. Was, that was like our experience on Frontier when we went to go visit Gainesville. Oh, yeah. Remember? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I paid extra. Like we went to the person and we're like, yeah, we paid extra. And they're like, well, you didn't pay enough. Does, yeah, like, it doesn't matter. Go to the monitor and figure it out. <laughs> Back to the peasant line. <laughs> <laughs> and those yeah. seats, those seats were actually oh, the worst. Man. They were like like a soft metal remember there was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> remember no, breck like no getting on the plane yeah he was just like having a full freak out breck six foot six. Oh man i got another funny line story i gotta tell it oh, so man. when we went to the vrma expo yeah. in uh florida this was i think this is two years ago this is before you were here uh-huh and megan had just started working for us those of you listening megan's my wife and one of our virtual gms and so she hadn't worked like in a professional capacity in years at this time because she had been raising our kids and so she had just started with vibrant a few months ago and she was running our virtual gm running two properties and at this time it was just her so she was working seven days a week running two properties she had not worked at that time in like seven years right wow so like getting her mind like back into back that on groove the and, yeah. and being available. And, and so her brain was like fried and she needed this break like big time. And so <laughs> 
we get on the plane. Megan booked all the flights because, like, that's like, that's who she is, you know? Yep. And she books all the flights. She does it all. And we all have our tickets. And we're getting on the plane. And we're waiting. And Breck is not showing up. And we're like, where is Breck, you know? And Breck is very serious about flights. So he is never late. Doesn't mess around. Yeah, I believe it. But he's also a little bit aloof. So it's like, well, you know, maybe he just, like, wasn't paying attention and, <laughs> yeah. and is in the bathroom or something. And so Breck ends up finally, no, 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 we're waiting for Breck. And I'm like, Megan, look it up. Like, what is going on? So right. she looks up on her phone and she goes, oh, my God. Because we're flying to Denver and then to. Um, from Florida to Denver. So we're going from Vegas to Denver, Denver to. Oh, well, you're going there. Yeah, going Got to Florida. Okay. And I can't remember what the town was called that we're going to. Okay. And so, and we specifically picked Denver because they have a Centurion lounge. Sure. And it's so like, sweet. They got this oh, yeah. awesome lounge. We'll go stay there. Well, so Megan looks up her flight and she goes, oh shit, I sent Breck to Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) There are five of us. Four of us are going to Denver. Breck, for whatever reason, is going to Chicago. And so that is like, that is the Breck's worst nightmare. You know, like Chicago airport sucks. Yeah. No, there's not not a Centurion lounge there. Uh -uh. And we're going to arrive at the same time. And this, so this would have been Midway, not O'Hare because of the Southwest. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Oh, what? Yeah. Even worse. Yeah. And so she's looking at it and she's like, Cody, I told you my brain isn't working. And thank goodness Breck was able because like he went to get on, gave him their ticket. And they're like, sir, this is your flight. You're going to Chicago, you know? Thank goodness he was able to get onto the flight. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Wow. I can't imagine like one, Breck's frustration and two, Megan's like guilt. Yeah, they sent his ass all the way to Chicago. Oh man, that, that was a good amazing. one. Amazing. Oh that's my what gosh. as it happens when you've been together for five years in this business, you've got yeah. all these incredible stories to tell, you know, and so many memories. And what's really exciting now <laughs> is that now I I don't just believe, but I know mm-hmm. that we're gonna succeed going forward. Yeah, oh, totally. And we're really building something unique. And it probably wasn't until last year at some time that I really believed, like, okay. Like this thing has some legs because it's hard. It's hard to create a management company because most good hotels out there already are one. Like they're developers and managers. So they develop the property, they manage it themselves. And we were just really fortunate to have the vision to find this niche where there's this particular type of property where that doesn't really exist. Wait, pause this. Remember just before we sat down to do this podcast, I was like, hey, I got something to tell you about the hotel in Moab. So I'm not going to say the name of the hotel in Moab. Um, but our last podcast episode, we were talking about promotions and specials and how the consumer always responds better to either a percent off or a dollar figure off. Right. Um, and not like a gift card or a gas card or whatever. Right. Well, I'm logged into the vibrant management Instagram account and we follow that hotel. Okay. I have no reason to follow it on my account. I don't even have Instagram right now. Right. Sign in. I'm looking at it. Sure enough, they have posted on their Instagram account, uh, 
stay three nights or more get 25 percent off hey imitation is the best form of it is, i love it and that's why we give out the tips right but yeah. what is so funny because mallory who's with blue form media that is just behind the wall here producing this was like man like you talk to them for like six months yeah and now they're just taking your stuff and i'm like ah, it's like that sometimes but i am glad because they really did need help and what's so funny about that is like you just talked about like all the different like a, a good hotel usually has its own management yeah. company, right? Yeah. This hotel also is its own management company because it has like this really strange HOA structure. Sure. That's part of it too. And that HOA structure is pretty foul, honestly, because uh, they, it's a 60 40 split with the HOA getting the 60. That's crazy. Weird. Yeah. Right. I mean, they'd have to have all the payroll too to make that work, you'd imagine. Well, I, I mean, 50 50 even seems a little. Yeah. That's absurd. Should be like 80 20. What is Highland or Mojave? Um, I don't know. They just get a commission. So it's like it, like their particular room has to rent. Um, I'm not sure what it is. I wonder what the percent is. Anyways, I thought that was funny. It is something that we like, though. If you're watching this and gleaning value and actually using our tips and tricks, it's so cool to see that. Absolutely. And it was only within three days of publishing our episode. Oh, wow. So you think that maybe it's correlated to that episode? I mean, it's just a, an absurd chance. Yeah, or, or super coincidence otherwise. Well, I did check the downloads, and there are frequent downloads in Moab. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, if they're listening to this episode, thanks for implementing it, and let yeah. us know how it worked. I'd be curious to know how that's... Give me a call, too. What's like? Yeah. What's been going on? I'd love to go back to Moab. Yeah. Well, I'd like to have a property in my lab. That's a tough one. If anyone, maybe it's another property that's downloading in my lab and it is actually just chance. But if there's a property in Moab that's listening to this, shoot me a message on LinkedIn or email me at spencerthevibrantteam.com because we would love to work with you in some fashion. Yeah, that's... Whether it's just revenue management or full operations. Yeah, because if we can get a property there and something out in Bryce, then we'll have representation at all five... Yep, everything. National parks in Utah. Throwing throw a ski resort too. Yeah. Check that one off the box. Yeah, and exciting. And uh uh Powder Mountain just got uh the co founder of Netflix just mm -hmm. bought a stake in Powder a, a Mountain. A sizable stake. Yeah. Yeah. Was that in Forbes? That was in a couple of places. That's a big one. It's pretty cool. Vibrant works with uh, uh the creator of Netflix. It's lucky, like it's not a huge guy. deal, but it is uh, <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. I mean, Do you think that he bought that stake because he found out they're working with us? I think that's what <laughs> I think that's what moved the needle for sure. <laughs> It's highly likely. I mean, I would have to imagine that would be the case. I, well, he probably saw the new website that we built. You're probably right. Because that was within two weeks. Yeah. We built that website. Coincidence? Then, I think I not. not. <laughs> hey, look at us. <laughs> Who would have believed it? <laughs> Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so we talked about the HD Expo. There's another yep. one coming up in Vegas. Um, that Audrey at Stash, mm -hmm. if you're an independent property and you're in that three to three and a half star level and, and you are having a hard time getting customers because you're competing with all the, like the Bonvoys and the Hilton Honors members or getting return customers, right? Uh, or even have struggling with direct bookings, right? Cause they're going on the OTAs. Yep. Stash is an incredible program. I highly suggest you look it up over 250 properties across the world. Over a hundred um, members or a hundred, over a hundred. Over a million members. Over a million members. Yeah. I was going for a hundred million. It's, it's a million. It's an incre incredible, incredible business. 
and great people behind it. Yep. Well, Audrey let us know that there's another event in uh, Las Vegas called like mid-July or something. Yep. The dates are June 27th through okay. the 29th and it's the hospitality show. And I looked up the speakers and like the schedule and stuff and it's awesome. Incredible speakers, a couple of people that we've seen from Bytac. Oh, cool. Um, but some really, really big names and a really great agenda, lots of networking opportunity. And that one is at the Venetian. And so I love the Venetian. Um, yeah, Venetian's great. Yeah. So you will, uh, you will see us there. Yep. So if you're in hospitality and you're looking for a good event, check out the hospitality show June 27th through 29th. And, uh, if you're going to go reach out to us so we can connect and yeah, let's grab some dinner or something, you know, build some relationships and, and go play get some best practices. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I like roulette. Roulette's fun. Yeah, roulette's I don't understand fun. the rules of craps, but I will ask the dealer for help. That's why I've never, I've actually never played craps. I have a lot of friends who oh, are really? at craps. I just don't understand it. And it's, I don't like to do things I don't understand. Craps is, uh, on, as far as a table game, it's where I've won the most money and I don't understand the rules. Yeah. I feel like that's true for most, like everyone mm-hmm. I know who plays it, yep. that's where they win money. For sure. Um, the most money I've won is on a, on a roulette machine. Oh, weird, right? Yeah. I sat on that thing for probably five hours. I love roulette. I put 20 bucks in and I walked away with 2,500 bucks. No way. And I just sat there and did like five $10 <laughs> bets. And That's amazing. Jimmy that way up. A good uh, gambling story. Don't. Yeah, I think we probably should. Uh-uh. So <laughs> Resorts World has... Uh, has this high limit um, section of their casino for like their luxury properties. Most of these places do, right? Yeah. And this one, uh, Spencer and I found ourselves stumbling inside of there and thought like Spencer's idea was I'm going to bet big to win big, which he's right. It's just that that's like not, (laughs) I'm not cut out from that cloth, you know? And so we went over and played the hundred dollar, hundred dollar spin, hundred dollar spin. And I proceeded to watch Spencer lose five hundred dollars in no less than five minutes in five spins. Yeah, no, because it was you were doing oh, twenty five dollars spins every oh, time. Was it? Yeah, that's yeah. true. And I didn't. I I got you it won up a couple. A bit. Yeah, yeah, you won a couple. Yeah, I got it up. Like you know. Yep. We we're playing the game for sure. And actually, I ended up feeling bad. So I was like, "All right, dude, let me let me spin a couple." And I think I I think I lost fifty dollars in like ten seconds. Um, but we did get. Um, we were there long enough to at least get a free beverage. It was I, it was whiskey. I don't remember what kind it was. I think it was like Jameson Red Bull, I think is what we were drinking. <laughs> what were we there for? Oh, that was when we went to the Growth Video Conference. That's what we oh, yeah, that for. was with Growth Video. Yeah. I remember we were so salty because um, we were the – is it the M where that was? The at? M is where the, re- the event was. We were yeah. the M, and during a lunch break, Cody and I were like, oh, yeah, let's go play the video <sighs> the video roulette machine or whatever. Ter- so we each put in like terrible. 100 bucks. And that was gone in no less than three minutes. I've never lost money on like those video, like where you <laughs> can shoot a blackjack or roulette. Like I've never <laughs> had a problem on that. Oh, it was blackjack. That's yeah. what we're playing. Yeah. yeah. Cause you could pick, gone. you could pick like whatever you wanted. Yep. And I just got taken to the cleaners. $100 we instantly. Gone. Yeah. I thought Spencer was the worst lunch break ever. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it was the most expensive lunch break and we got nothing. Oh, that was not a successful yeah. gambling trip for us. No, that was a bad gambling trip. And that was bad because, um, Years ago, I was like, there's no, I don't think there's an actual skill that comes with gambling. Someone would argue with me about that. I think there probably is. Maybe with like poker. Poker for sure. If you can count cards of blackjack, I'm not illegal, but you can can have the skill set to do it. But there was a period of time, like months where I never lost money gambling. And in fact, it was like a pretty decent little side hustle. Just drive down to Eureka, hit it. What were you playing? Just roulette or blackjack. Okay. And I'd make 500 bucks and then leave. Yeah, that's the key. And the dealer started that's to like recognize me. You win yeah. and you leave. And I never drank, right? Like I didn't want to go and like m- like mess up my sobriety and like make stupid decisions. I would just go in, win money, leave. 
And I did that for months. It was like a weekend tradition. I'd take my friends, they'd all lose, I win, <laughs> right? Well, then one time I went to Eureka, lost enough. I was like, I'm not doing this again. And I, and I didn't gamble for months. Fast forward to the resorts world. Yeah, and you could see it. It was like it was like a dog with a bone. You were just so jazzed. You were just pulling that lever. Yeah. Well, they, one time I went down to Vegas. This is years ago, and uh, one of my buddies was it just had absurd money, and he was playing the high roller, and he he won a little bit. I think he put in like a thousand bucks, and you know maybe won like five or something. You know he won one good, but the guy next to us put in, I mean maybe a hundred bucks, right? He won $80,000. No way. Breck's dad used to do that. I remember Breck told yeah, me that. He was a big guy. He loved the slots. And I yep. remember, like, I know the one story Breck shared. He won $100,000 on, like, a slot. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, do you want to check? He's like, no, I want cash. And they put it in, like, a silver briefcase. <laughs> they brought this guy a briefcase, too. Yeah. Um, they made him fill out a tax form. Yeah, because it was over ten grand. You have to fill out a tax yep. form. They brought him a briefcase, and then they escorted him from the casino. They kicked him out. That's kind of bullshit now that I think about it, because... <laughs> I want a tax form for all my losses. Yeah, yeah, that is like, bullshit. You know, that's you know so what I mean? true. Like, if I'm, if you're going to tax me on my gains, then let me declare my losses. I got to declare my losses, yeah, and like, I doubt there's many. I wonder people if you out can there. in Nevada. Like, if you could, like, go in there and not a chance. I don't know. I feel like they're pretty. If if there's a way to do that, then I lost a lot of money last year. Well, I don't think it affects us in Utah, but the winnings would. Well, federal. Oh, that's true. You know hmm. what I mean? I need to look into that. Uh, yeah. So now, now I have like a healthy, like I have no interest in gambling anymore. That was enough. Uh, (laughs) uh, like even like if I was to go into a casino right now, I'd just be like, I, you know, I'd maybe take out like a hundred bucks and go hit the roulette wheel or something and just play. That's what I do. That's five to $10 bets, you know, Mm -hmm. and just, just enjoy the night. Yeah. I like to play like a hundred bucks, play my hands, get my drinks. Yeah. What we should talk about one more event, hit these tips, and then call it because we're getting long in the okay. tooth now. Um, so the next event and the last event that we wanted to talk about is we mentioned it previously in our previous episode is Bytac. Bytac is filled with loads of events. You can go to there's like an event every single month. It feels yeah, like. they're like that's all they do is put on a hospitality events. Yeah, basically. and it's they just finished the one in San Diego like this this most recent weekend. Nice. Oh, the one that's the one we went to last yeah. year. Yeah. It was, uh-huh. Oh, it was so great. I noticed the grounds and the pictures because that property was so cool. That property was amazing. Um, it was the Rancho Bernardo Inn in San Diego. Yeah. It was so nice. So, uh, so I think their website is either bitac, B-I-T-A-C dot com or it's bitac events dot com. Yeah. If you just search bitac, you'll yeah, find you'll it. find it. Um, so Cody and I are going to the one. It's called the Bitac Independent. It's in August. I can't remember the date. It is August 6th through the 8th in Bonita Springs, Florida. Bonita Springs. We've never been there. We got a really cool Hilton right on the beach. The, uh, yeah. Uh, that's for after. Before. We yeah. So we're going to yeah, fly yeah. to Gainesville, visit Sweetwater, spend right. some time with them, drive down. And then that the place we're staying is like 40 minutes from Bonita Springs because we need one night there. Oh, that's right. To then be ready for the conference the next day. But Bonita Springs is on the ocean, though, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah, so. They both are. This hotel is too, isn't it? Yeah. So this is the Biotech Independent, and it's actually really cool. So we are going as both. We own and operate independent hotels. We're building an independent hotel, and we manage independent hotels. So we're in this really unique space for the Biotech events. Uh, and it's really neat. You almost like speed date these vendors. They can help you in, with a ton of different things. So that's where we met Duetto. We talked about that last yeah. this last podcast. But there's so many cool things there. Like you can meet hospitality bookkeepers, and that's all they do. They just manage the books yeah. for hospitality, hospitality payroll. There's this guy. I can't remember his name or the company name, but it's actually really cool. It's like a, something that just looks like a, I don't know. Like a Glade a, plugin? Um, 
Is no, this it's the like smoking thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. a flat block. Yeah. Oh, they did have some plug-in ones. Yeah. Uh, and if someone smokes in the room, it just does a, t- a tiny little trigger, just like hits a pen and some a pin and like some paper or something, and it triggers and it syncs to your PMS. So I know it worked with Think WebRest Pro, and then there was probably some others. Um, but it automatically charges a smoking fee to the room, and it's smart enough to tell the difference between like nicotine. It can pick up vapes, um, and then it can also pick up marijuana. So it can pick up like dry vapes, the flower, whatever. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So you knew instantly. So if you had uh, right. staff on property, they could go to the room and say, "Yeah, the cost for it was was negligible too." Um, they had hospitality, like HR and staffing companies. They had the locks people there, like yep, the locks. locks. They had mm-hmm. that one. Um, uh, it was like for events and food and beverage and like how to yep. how to execute that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many. That was a big company. Yeah, huge company. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I can't but, either. Uh, it was really cool. You would meet like. 20 people throughout the course of a day totally. and get to understand what their business was. And so and they it, really took care of us. Like we had like oh, five star meals, every meal of the Absolutely. day in those networking sessions, there was like a full like snack bar with unlimited coffee, nuts, ice cream, um and the events they put on for us at night sometimes those networking events were like i don't actually want to go to that it's terrible, they're always terrible. remember they made us get into those teams and the, they had those all those games, games set up so and it was fun. it was a blast i had such a great time it was such a good time we had a blast there um and the just the grounds of the hotel were cool um and then the people that were there were nice because yeah, it's hospitality people so it's like yeah they were chill of course they're amazing and yeah hospitable if you could believe it wild yeah that's crazy <laughs> um and then like they had like really great speakers that provided a lot of value and they had some big hitters there oh yeah um so there was someone really big from marriott there and from hilton and hilton yep um elio hotels um man there's another i think one the guy from out. hla was there it was uh-huh. it, a lot of a lot of good names and a lot yeah. of good information yeah um so i we reached out and worked with emily so um if you're interested in going to that event with us in august reach out to emily i don't know what her email is but you'll i'm sure you'll find it on the bytac website yeah um and we would love if bytac finds this we would love for you guys to be a guest on the podcast just Absolutely. to share they have uh, other great events they have like a casino event they have a housekeeping event um they have uh, an hr event they have an executive event yeah any piece of hospitality they have a specifically catered totally. event to you um and then they have a big one that's like this all-encompassing one and it, i'm sure cody and i will get there at some point but it's like I, I want to say it's like in Jamaica. It's it's a tropical island. Oh, yeah, I want to go there. Also, by tech, if you want, we can set up a podcast at your event and we can interview people and put them on the podcast We absolutely at should do event. that. So let us know if you want to do that. Rich Viola, what's up? Head us up. <laughs> we want to be on. We, we'll set up a whole podcast for. Well, we'll need you to set it up, but we'll execute we're the bringing, podcast. We're bringing Mallory. <laughs> Blue Form Media is let's coming go. out too. There she is. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's perfect so yeah if you want to come meet us uh that's it okay um we're gonna go ahead and get into the four uh problems that most hotels face um they're pretty straightforward um and i would imagine we've talked about several of them throughout the course of this podcast um in fact it's cody who leads out i don't know why he slid it over to me first just so you knew well i actually didn't read okay <laughs> so the four things uh that every problem every problem that pretty much every hotel has the number one i'm going to talk about is payroll so when i'm building like a performa for a property that is going to be one of the two busy- biggest expenses that the property has it's always going to be their mortgage if they have debt service on the property 
or their payroll. And if you don't have debt service, then it's 100% payroll, depending on the uh, scalability of your property and the level of service that you provide. It can be anywhere from like 25 up to 40% of your gross revenue is going to be represented through payroll. And that's a huge portion, right? And that's that's the thing where most properties struggle. Every two weeks, it's a stressful point as you're trying to figure out how to navigate it, how to make it work. Especially and, if you have seasonality. Oh, yeah. If you have seasonality to keep your staff or to bring them back on, it's, it, mm-hmm. it, it provides so many challenges. And especially in resort communities where oftentimes there's not housing. And if there is, it's certainly not affordable because – everywhere is like a million dollar view lot, right? Yep. So where does the staff live? Right. And so that's really uh, why we created at, at Vibrant Virtual Gym. Um, it's not just the name of the podcast. It's also the name of the service that we offer where we have figured out how to execute an entire property all virtually u- utilizing technology and utilizing our proven processes to be able to navigate all the guest interactions, make and take reservations, uh, manage all their Airbnbs, manage your Expedia, manage your TripAdvisor, mm-hmm. and really create this incredible experience for the guest without having to have an on-site person. Now, of course, you still need a housekeeping on-site, and you really want a maintenance person, someone who can handle the things that happen, a clogged toilet, a TV that's not working. You do want that. But like for this property that we kind of briefly touched on that we're developing, I was able to build our performa and only put our payroll expense at like 14% of our revenue. As opposed to what? 40. Yeah. You know, so you're talking Huge an unbelievable amount of savings that allows mm-hmm. that particular property that I was building this performa for to be profitable in year one, like out the gates, unbelievably profitable because we figured out how to navigate. We figured out how to navigate the debt service a little bit mm-hmm. in a really creative way. And then we also figured out how to navigate payroll. So um, payroll is one of the things that I think we can make the biggest impact on. So if you have a property and you're struggling with your payroll, reach out to us, even if it's just a discovery call and you just want to figure out how can I navigate this? Or if you want to see if you're a good fit for virtual GM, please reach out to us and we'll be able to tell you pretty quickly whether or not that's a service we can provide for you. Yeah, completely agree um problem number two that we see all the time is that most hotels have no idea what they're doing when it comes to marketing um and this is really apparent for on a number of uh, levels we see that these properties will bring on someone in-house that maybe just recently graduated college oftentimes we see it's like a niece a nephew a family member and that raises problems where they're just trying to help someone you really can't bank on this you need to hire professionals and especially if you're an independent it has to be someone that's focused in hospitality there's a property that we've spoken with um, i won't say the location because i know for a fact that they listen to every single episode but they did about two months ago hire a, just a full scope marketing company um, which they certainly have their place right um, but when it comes to hospitality you have to understand the subtle nuances that go into the marketing mix and the marketing plan of the property. And that's just not something that you can bring in house or it's very rare. You have to be a full service, five-star big resort with hundreds of employees. If you bring in house, you're going to need a whole team of people, right? Certainly you could, but then you're going to have to have a team. I mean, our marketing team is like six people deep, seven people deep, right? Mm -hmm. So you could, if you wanted to bring in seven people, but our cost is less than what one of those one of those employees would be right so that's how you leverage you don't have to worry about our benefits or our 401k or anything like that or if we're going to be sick or show up to work or have a good attitude correct that's all our problem to worry about you got it yep yep so that's problem number two okay problem number three is resistant to change and spencer kind of touched on that a little bit and really what's interesting about vibrant is we didn't offer marketing in the beginning Mm -hmm. we offered it because we found that our properties that we were helping were hiring these marketing agencies and not succeeding and so we realized like man there's this niche here that we can support our properties and i believe that we can do it better right and so Mm -hmm. when you look at so i've been in hospitality now for six years 
And what I've seen is the difference between properties that are lagging and properties that are leading is the leading properties are willing to take uh, advantage of the new things that are available, right? So totally. like ChatGPT that's came out. Are you using that? Are you using it for blogs? Mm-hmm. Are you using AI for guest interactions? Do you have a cloud-based PMS system? Are you still sending door codes manually? Right. Are you sending door codes manually? Are you letting a computer that's 100% efficient and 100% successful take care of that for you? Right. And so there's so many tools and, and things out there. And that's why we invest in those events that we go to because that's how we learn about them. And so like we just barely – we had been with this one um, text messaging service whistle for a long time. RIP whistle. And it was great. Uh, they were purchased by cloud beds. And as you know, we operate primarily on web res and think. And so we really needed to find a new solution that was going to be able to grow with us. And so now we found Akio, which has all of these new benefits. So we are able to get a credit card from the guests via text message. They're able to sign their um, rental agreement. Like They can do upsells they can, beforehand. They can upsell. They can uh-huh. tip housekeepers, which is yep. so important. And so I'd say that, you know, don't – if I ask you a question, why do you do it this way? And your answer to me is because that's how we've always done it. That's mm-hmm. a terrible answer. It's a horrible answer. Yeah. Find it, find a better answer or a new solution. It, every single time. Yeah. It, we had a meeting yesterday where some of this came to light. And so we're really passionate about it. And that brings up point number four, which is to have an investment mindset. We see a lot of property owners just operating to give their staff a paycheck or because it's the the right thing to do. They're bringing in an employee that maybe is, is not a good fit um, or they've leveraged a portion of their business to someone that maybe isn't going to do a good job. Um, the way I like to look at it is you would never hand over your financials. Uh, let's say you're going to invest with like a Goldman Sachs. You would want or, or what's a like another big um, like an Edward Jones. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, there's some credibility there and some trust there. There's some type of track record. You're making that decision because you you believe your investment will be safe. You would never hand over your financials to a 23 that's trading on Robinhood. Right. Right. I mean, it's too risk adverse. It's for sure going to crash and burn. I shouldn't say for sure, but I mean, there's a high likelihood, right? And so having an investment mindset and really treating your property as an investment. And I think a lot of property owners move into that space for that reason, but then very quickly move out of it because they get bogged down with all the weight that comes with being a property owner. And so instead of handing it over to trained professionals and investing in someone like a vibrant management, they just carry the weight of it themselves and they forget. And they're stepping over dollars to pick up dimes every single time. And even if you look at us, like if you were to watch our previous podcasts and watch this one, this one is miles beyond (laughs) what our old pick podcasts were <laughs> yep. because we were willing to invest in blue form media and that isn't cheap it comes with a cost but a cost that's well worth it because if you look at what we yep. were producing prior to blue form media and what we're producing now it's night and day because we were willing to make that investment in our growth and we knew if we invested in this we're going to grow because of it totally yep well that's the four tips guys um this episode is almost an hour long perfect that's not bad no it's pretty good no i, I yeah don't. we are right at um 51 minutes right now all right well, thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys are interested in working with us, send me an email, spencerthevibrantteam.com, or shoot either of us a DM on LinkedIn. Follow us on Instagram at the vibrant team. Follow our podcast at the what is that? At Virtual GM Podcast. Yep. It's so new though. The the tag is not quite in my head yet. At Virtual GM Podcast. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and like. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts, please follow us. Give us a review. Um, We would love if it's a five-star, but review it however you feel. Uh, And then uh, there was one other thing I was going to say, too. 
It slipped my mind. It must not have been that important. I don't know. I'm not in there. <laughs> yeah, you probably should be. That'd be helpful. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we look forward to catching up again next week. That's another episode of the Virtual, Virtual GM. GM Podcast. Look at us. <laughs> look at us. Thank <laughs> you.